WXDXFM. The NFL players have filed a grievance against the league for unilaterally imposing an anthem policy. All players on the sideline must stand at attention. Those that don't want to must stay in the locker room. Any player violating the policy will get his team fined. That's how they circumvented the union. The team would be fine. Uh, the locker room thing, that stigmatizes those players that stay in the locker room without the benefit for protesting, but it's what the owners want. Now, I support the right to protest and have done since all this started. This country was founded on protest, not flag-waving, bullying belligerents. The, the protest spotlight injustice toward minorities and do not disrespect the military or the flag or the police. You don't get to decide that. The focus is up to those protesting and not you. But this has to stop. Football and the NFL are sinking in quicksand, and that guy in the White House is the only one benefiting. This is ruining football, and there is no shortage of evidence to back that. I respect the players, but at this point, they're filing their own nest. The loss of revenue always trickles down to the employees. Work on this in other ways, and yes, I know those ways may be less effective and won't be in the public eye. But football needs to get back on track for the sake of everybody involved, from the players, to the owners, to the networks, to the sponsors, and some deserve better, but most don't. But at any rate, this needs fixed. It is taking over the game, and if you don't believe me, just wait till week one, because the main story will not be the games. Don't kneel. Don't raise your fist. Don't stay in the locker room. Just stand there. Please, for your sake, a lot more than mine. Sick again. Brought to you by 84 Lumber, helping you build the right way since 1956. When's this? this I, I got a schedule here for guests. This must be when Tim filled in yesterday. Yes, Joe Rudder. Lance Lysowski, Stan Saverin. We got Dejan at 5.30. Well, I like yesterday's schedule better. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We got those polls out there. I got one last poll. We'll get to it 4.20. About Antonio Brown. But getting back to this flag thing, and I, I hate to bring it up, except it's relevant. It's just relevant because they keep making it relevant whether it's to their benefit to make it relevant or not but don't you agree this needs to go away even though supporting the protest don't you think this needs to go away obviously the flag waivers think it needs to go away because they can fool themselves into thinking they won that's not the case because that's not the protest but uh, it, it just needs so badly to go away because, again, mark my words, week one, every paper in America will have a front-page story. A front-page story. If it's an NFL city, it'll be right next to the game story in the column from that day's games. 
There will be a story about who did and didn't stand for the national anthem, who took a knee, who raised a fist, who stayed in the locker room. And like I said, that thing about staying in the locker room, that stigmatizes those who do, and they get nothing out of it via protest. So if you're going to stay in the locker room, go out and take a knee. You won't get fined. The team will. Then again, you might get caught. Colin Kaepernick's still not playing. And what did I say? Boy, I am like Notre Dameus. What did I say? Maybe Negro Domus. What did I say when Kaepernick started taking a knee? I said he better be prepared for this to cost him his career. If he is, he's doing the right thing, a noble thing. But if he's not, well, that's what's going to happen. And it is exactly what's happened. Let's go to Jeremy on 79 North. Jeremy, you're one of these super genius. Good Wednesday afternoon, Mr. Madden. Right on. If you uh, head down the Penn's depth chart at center, you've got Sid, Gino, Broussard, Matt Cullen now. And below that, who who else? Bluger they're high on, right? I think they're high if they're high on Bluger. But, yeah, they think he could be a fourth-line <laughs> center, a fill-in, John Sebastian D, guys like that. But their okay. centers are Crosby, Malkin, Broussard, Shan, and Cullen. So if they have intentions of putting Derek Broussard on wing at all. I don't know for I sure think, that they do, but that's been mentioned. Right. If, if they do, um, I would think that you have to pull the trigger on, on making a deal for a nailed-on wing. Well, right? I, don't, I don't know that that, that that deal's out there. I'm just you know saying right. in some ways it makes sense. But then again, for Montreal – and you always got to look at it from the other team's point of view, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. From Montreal's point of view, what would you rather do? Trade Pacioretty, who has one year left on his deal. Would you rather trade him for a rental like Broussard, who only has one year left on his deal? Or would you rather trade him for a pick and or a prospect? I'd rather have the pick and or a prospect, especially given that Montreal at this point isn't a playoff team. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. However, um, Montreal has problems with centers, right? They, they need centers. So yes. maybe maybe they're looking to ever, sign a Ever center. since Beliveau retired. <laughs> so maybe they're looking to sign a center, and that, that would make that trade make a little bit more sense for them. And Broussard is a Frenchie. That, that he is. That, that he is. That, that definitely matters. So, uh, yeah, I would check to see if the deal's there. But if I were Montreal, I'd rather have a pick and a prospect because, you know, Broussard's, what, 29? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I... I there's two sides to that story, but uh, mm-hmm. but I would rather have the pick and the prospect just thinking out loud on Montreal's behalf. Thank you for the call. Oh, Broussard's 30, actually. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's go to uh, Joe in the car. Joe, you're on with Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Joe. Hi. Um, I wanted to talk about the national anthem policy right. and how I think that the real answer here for the owners is for somebody to sign Colin Kaepernick. No, nah, that wouldn't help. I think that wouldn't help. I think as long as hold on, shut up. If you signed him and other people still knelt or had their fist in the air, it wouldn't solve anything. This needs to stop in its tracks. I believe that signing him would help stop it in its tracks. Also, um, how so? Note, how how would that how would that diminish the protests from other people? Because I believe that that is the owners, as we know, they can be as petty as anybody in sports. 
and that is the owner's way of getting back at the players, I think. Because, uh, no, I mean, no, I think no, no, it's not. No, bro, it's not. It's just uh, having Colin Kaepernick on your team is bad business. It's just bad business. You, you don't have the backup quarterback who's perceived to have disrespected the flag to a lot of paying customers. Now, they're wrong. That wasn't his intent. Not the military, not the cops. Only he knows what he means, but people like to assign what they think the protest means. But but you, you don't bring in a backup quarterback who stirs the pot like he does. You just don't. It's dumb. It's Can bad I ask for business. You this as a side note to what I said. Not that I would agree with this, but do you think there's any chance with David Tepper being the new owner, uh, new blood in the league, do you think there's any kind of chance? And he's already made comments um, regarding Jerry Richardson's sexual harassment suits and how he's going to keep an open, you know, policy for his customers. Do you think there's any chance that he weighs into that? Weighs into what? Signing Colin Kaepernick. What does his open door policy with employees have to do with signing Colin Kaepernick? Because he's obviously new blood into the league. New, new, someone who maybe his pockets weren't directly affected at the time from the protests or who wasn't in the league when Colin did that. Okay, you call David Tepper new blood, right? Yes. You know he's 60. I, and new blood to the league. Not saying... 60-year-old men? Like from his quote 60-year-old billionaires think like 60-year-old billionaires. And new blood has nothing to do with it. Even though I am in a new blood state of mind 104th minute still 1-1 I'm loving this game in just a few moments I have one more poll to throw out there I thought this was an ingenious inventive way to get through uh one of the I, I hate calling it the dog days of sports talk because it's like saying don't listen this is really hard don't listen and it's not really hard I get to sit here no matter what and watch soccer I gotta do an ad-lib show there's a couple other gimmicks I have where I, I used to do that 1250 because it's important to know that you can do it. Just come in with no preparation and do a show. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. But then again, you see, that's where the sponsored segments just lick my love pump. It, it's just, it, it's just, that's a song, by the way. I'm quoting a song. Uh, but uh, it just, it's, well, I could do a no preparation show. Except for no quarter. Except for sick again. Except for the list. 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, what's up? In and out like the psychotic version of the hokey pokey. Mark, you are super genius. I know. The X at 105.9. I was talking before how I like Pat Bostick coming back to uh, the Pitt football radio team. Pat, the former quarterback, a true pit guy, a very interesting uh, speaker on radio, knows a lot about football, in particular pit and the college game. And, and and I said that I don't like the way the pit athletic program has gone under the new athletic director. And uh, I got a few critical tweets, like uh, a couple people said. Rick, here's Rick. He tweets, you think Jeff Capel's a bad hire? Yikes. I I just don't have a feeling about him. I mean, he might be great. We, You, you don't know that he's a great hire yet, by the way. Because coaching hires are measured in wins and losses and nothing else. So he may turn out to be a good hire, and it, it seems given who they 
failed to get and who they might have had to settle for, yeah, it seems like it might be a pretty good hire. But I am just not excited about Pitt Athletics. I haven't been for quite some time. Honestly, I've been excited since they fired Wanstead. I was a big Dave Wanstead fan, and he made it feel like Pitt. He made it feel like home. Not just for me as a member of the media, but as a fan of Pitt football. Ever since then, the coaching, Mario go around. Now they got this jerk in charge. I understand Heather like the new AD. She wants to put her stamp on the program. They got, what, the Florida State associate head coach to leave FSU and come to Pitt to coach the baseball team. She can do what she wants, but I don't have to be interested. That's the one thing that, that a lot of sports fans don't get. Good, bad, or indifferent. Agree or disagree with what a team does? I don't have to be interested. I've already talked about how I've pruned the interest tree, you know, very, very deeply. Cut off a lot of branches. I just kind of cut Pitt out. And if you don't like it, I guess then you don't like it. Uh, Here's one more poll question. I kind of like all this. These polls I've done today is a change of pace. You can vote at my Twitter, Mark Madden X. Antonio Brown turned 30 yesterday. I don't know if he celebrated it by fathering a child out of wedlock. Who knows what uh, what AB does in his spare time. Actually, he does that quite a bit. You know, baby mama, Instagram model, whatever. But, uh, but over the last five years, Antonio Brown has had more catches and receiving yards than any other receiver over a five-year span. Uh, Brown had more reception and receiving yards before age 30 than Jerry Rice did, which is terrific. Now, I think Brown is a dink. That's no secret. I also think Antonio Brown is the best wide receiver in football and has been for a number of years. But here's the poll question. You can vote on Twitter, at Mark Madden X, or... Discussed by dialing 412-333-WXDX. Does Antonio Brown need to win a Super Bowl to validate his status as a true all-time Steeler great, especially considering the standard here in Pittsburgh? Make no mistake, A.B. is going to make the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But to be mentioned with a player like Jerry Rice nationally and to be mentioned with people like Joe Green and Terry Bradshaw locally, Does Antonio Brown need a Super Bowl ring? Because I don't think he's going to get one. Uh, Somebody on Twitter said that Antonio Brown is the Steelers equivalent of Andrew McCutcheon. And uh, Antonio Brown is much better at football than Kutch is at baseball. I mean, that's not to say that uh, Croatia has taken the lead in the 109th minute. Anywho, uh, Antonio Brown is an all-time great football wide receiver. Andrew McCutcheon is just another real good outfielder. But uh, in this town, all we do is talk about who won this, who won that. If Brown doesn't win, you can ignore that he hasn't won. A lot of you will swear that Terry Bradshaw is a better quarterback than Dan Marino, for example because he won four Super Bowls and Marino didn't win any. And let's be honest, if you ever saw the two of them play, comparing the two is ludicrous. Dan Marino is so much better than Terry Bradshaw, I'd be hard-pressed to sit here and 
and, and count the ways because they are that many. But in Pittsburgh, we put such a big value, a premium on having one. If A.B. doesn't win a Super Bowl, is he still an all-time Steeler great? 412-333-9939. Let's go to Brandy in the car. Randy, you're on with Double M. Good day, Mark. Right. I would like to say I would not make the patch already for Sarge trade for two reasons. One, if Shahan wasn't a good enough guy to play third-line center last year, why is he this year? In the playoffs, he did play third-line center. Broussard was fourth, but but I see your point. Go ahead. And second of all, what we gave up to get Broussard would have been too much to give essentially a one-year rental in Pacioretty. At least with Broussard, we had two a season and a half. Well, bro, that, that's, that's nonsense because... What they gave up for Broussard gets you Broussard for a season and a half, but if you trade for Broussard for Pacioretty, it gets you Broussard for half a season and Pacioretty for a season. It's exactly the same length rattle. You've just changed players after the one-third mark. But we never really saw what Broussard could do. Well, that's a different uh, argument. You're, you're right. I, I just think you're, you're throwing away what you tried to accomplish last year. Um... Well, right, but I think the balance thing with Kessel on the third line has now not worked more than it's worked. That HBK, you know, that HBK thing in, in 2016, that was a fluke. That was luck. Oh, it was a joke. It was a joke. That, it wasn't a joke. It was a fluke. It, that, yeah, you could never reproduce that in 100 years. <laughs> well, they certainly well, haven't been able to it. reproduce it in two years. Let's go to... Uh, John and Butler. John, you're on with Double M. John, you there? Guess not. Let's go to Grant and Wexford. Grant, you're on with the Super Genius. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, okay. I had, a comment, I had a comment about the, or a question about the uh, pressure for the NFL to allow to not allow the players to kneel. Uh, how much of that pressure do you think comes from the military because or the armed forces that supplement or pay the NFL to have the flag celebrations. Okay, so stop taking that money. Well, I mean, I mean, stay apolitical. If, if you don't want the players to protest, then the whole league should be apolitical. That's I not agree. unfair, I'm, is it? No, I just wonder where what your opinion of that. Well, if you think the government's is. not putting pressure on the NFL over the anthem thing, what about the president? All he does is talk about it because he thinks it makes him look good. The only person benefiting from the anthem controversy is the president, who should have nothing to do with it, who should consider it beneath him. Let's go to Bill and Butler. Bill, you're on with Double M. Hey, man, sorry to bug you. I just wanted to talk to you real quick about the Antonio Brown being an all-time great stealer. Uh, I kind of agree with you where you're at in that, like, of a guy, personally, I'm not a huge fan, but... When I watch them just like with the eye test, and I try to think of not even Steelers, but even receivers in the NFL, when I try to put five above him, I don't know. I think he might be in the top five all-time receivers. And even when you start talking about football players in the NFL, he might be one of the greatest of all time. I agree. And one of the things that always have bothered me is like Terrell Owens. And we can make arguments about his 
abilities of a teammate and kind of if he's worth it in that aspect. But it always frustrated me that, that one of the greatest receivers of all time was kept out of the Hall of Fame. I think that might be the reservation on Antonio Brown. But oh, no, 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 no. Antonio Brown is annoying. Terrell but Owens was he, a jerk. Do you think he was better than Terrell Owens? I mean, I honestly no. think like – No, not even You close. don't think so? No. Do you? I, I think that you can make a strong argument that he's in the top five of all time, and I whether you want to well, put him above yeah, or... he's not above Terrell Owens. He just is not above Terrell Owens, just not. The size difference alone, the athleticism alone. Now, you know how he could make an argument, don't you, that he's better than Terrell Owens, don't you? How's that? Win a ring. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We got Austin... On hold, please do stay on hold. We got Dejan Kovacevic at 5:30. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. And he drink, smoked pot, figured if he showed up at rehab, wrecked. It gave him a better shot at getting most improved. The X at 105.9. We're in extra time now. Well, injury time of the extra time. About three minutes remaining. England trails Croatia two to one. I just saw a video on Twitter of Mick Jagger cheering for England at the game. I guess you can't always get what you want. Well, actually, he still has three minutes to, to get what he wants, but uh, it don't look good. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's go to uh, Austin and Oakmont. Austin, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me. Um, I just have a couple questions. I'll hang up and listen. Um, I've heard Broussard's name being mentioned in trade talks, and I just want to know, one, if you're buying or selling that, and two, given the deal he's at right now with the Pens, I personally think it's a bargain. So does this kind of move? Oh, I don't know. He's making he's making $5 million a year. That's not a horrible price. I wouldn't call it a bargain either. Not well, for a guy not who's going to be your third-line center. Okay, but given the price, um, does the move – to move him, given that he's had such a little time with them and he was injured last year, sort of look like a little bit of desperation or no? No. Why would it look like desperation? Well, given his talent and his capabilities, he's barely even had a chance his to His talent and capabilities? You talk about him like he's Gretzky. He's Derek Broussard. I didn't say he's Gretzky, but he's he is the, a, he's a, the, a he's third-line center. Talent he's is a pretty he, damn good third-line center. Yeah, he, he's okay. He's never really been a third-line center, actually. Right. I personally think he could fill in as a second-line center, but you know, does that – it makes sense to move him. What do you think? Yeah, if you get the right deal, it makes sense to move just about anybody. All right, fair enough. I appreciate the input. Would you trade him for Patchy already? Oh, uh, that's hard to say. I mean, given his season last year, it wasn't so great, but I don't know. I just think that we haven't seen what he's fully capable of. Broussard's season, well, yeah, or so you keep saying. Uh, Broussard's season wasn't great. Uh, I'm not trying to run the guy out of town, but if you're not going to go with Kessel on the third line, you may not need a third-line center as strong as Broussard. And I think one thing the Penguins need to do is forget about that noise that they can play Kessel, Malkin, and Crosby on different lines. It worked in 16. It hasn't worked since. I agree with that. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Brandon on Route 28. Brandon, you're on with Double M. Good day, Mr. Madden. Good day. I think uh, Antonio Brown will not achieve the level of reverence that lesser Steelers currently hold without a Super Bowl ring. For example? I, uh, well, I mean, think about how quickly we've forgotten about guys like Dermotty Dawson. I kind of want to say Rod Woodson, even though he got one in Baltimore. 
But, uh, you know, I can go down to the stadium right now and buy a jersey for many guys from the 70s, but uh, not some of the guys like Dawson and, uh, and Woodson. No, that's a good point. I just got an e- a, twit, a tweet, and this person may have been being sarcastic, but he said that uh, Antonio Brown will be a guy without a Super Bowl ring. Santonio Holmes will be the guy who caught the touchdown pass to win a Super Bowl for the Steelers. And, and even though Santonio Holmes' numbers are, are, are they pale in comparison to Antonio Brown, I'm not dismissing that possibility. How about you? Absolutely. I mean, Santonio Holmes' picture is hanging in every sports bar in Pittsburgh right now. And uh, without a ring, you're not going to see Antonio Brown there. Antonio Brown's number is going to be overwhelming, though. Will that affect things? Uh, that will help, uh, for sure. Um, you know, he won't fall off the grid completely like Dawson did or, you know, some of the other guys. But uh, he, he will never be at the top of the mountain. I mean, there's guys on Facebook right now that are trying to say that uh, Bradshaw was better than Tom Brady because he called his own plays. I mean, that's the level of idiocy that we have. Well, but, but, but that those opinions circle back to the notion that the Steelers won all those Super Bowls. Exactly, exactly. And that's, uh, that's I'm totally agreeing with you there. Good call, thank you. Croatia's in the final against France. Croatia 2, England 1. Uh, pretty good game. England might have deserved better, but did not get better. Let's go to Seth and Harmer. Seth, you're on with Double M. Good day, sir. Right. Just wanted to piggyback off of what the previous caller was just talking about with AB. Uh, I agree. I don't think he's going to be remembered like, you know, guys like Bradshaw or Green or Lambert. Well, unless, unless he wins. Unless he wins, correct. Um, now, let me ask you a question. But, I, I meant to ask the last caller, so let me interrupt. Do you think sure. the Steelers will win a Super Bowl with Antonio Brown in the lineup? Um, to be honest with you, I've called you a couple times about this. Unless the culture changes in that locker room and there's more accountability, no. Well, I, I don't think the culture thing to do with it at this point. I just don't think you can win with that defense. I just think it, that, too. Um, I just A guy like him, I mean, he might be the – the one in a million you, you do remember because of the numbers he puts up? I mean, the first thing... Well, I'll give you an example. When... Uh, a, a guy cited Damani Dawson before, you know, who uh, didn't win a Super Bowl but is one of the best centers of all time, but he's not spoken of reverentially in the same way a Mike Webster is, correct? Right. Louie Lips. Louie Lips is one of the best wide receivers I've ever seen. He had a great career here in Pittsburgh. They didn't win when he was here. He's not been forgotten but he's not thought of at the same level as Lynn Swan or John Stallworth. And I'm here to tell you, Louis Lips every bit as good as both those guys. And if he played for a team like Tampa, I mean, his number would be retired. They would remember him for the old days, but they're not used to winning Super Bowls either. But, so. but, this, but this ain't a team like Tampa. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it's all about the rings here. and You know, you see, that, that that's, would... exa- that's exactly my point, uh, Monami, is that you can't Pound your chest and point at all the guys with rings and indeed overrate them because they have rings in a lot of cases and then say, well, this guy doesn't have a ring, but in this case it doesn't matter when it's mattered so much previously. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Even if Randy Moss would have got a ring, they'd have said he was the GOAT, you know, over Jerry Rice maybe. Terrell Owens too. Yeah, same. I think Terrell Owens is the best wide receiver of all time. 
and all the numbers point to that, but he didn't win, and I think he's still the GOAT, but I can understand the criticism. I can understand him coming up short in the eyes of a lot of people. He was just so physical, and, you know, I think that's what put him a part of other receivers, but, yeah, the, the, the negative publicity he... Well, and again, the fact he didn't win allows critics to match up certain criticisms to him. For example... There have been plenty of bad teammates that have won Super Bowls, okay? But you don't call them bad teammates because they won Super Bowls. Whereas T.O. didn't win, so the bad teammate uh, label seems to stick, doesn't it? Oh, no question. No question. Thank you for the call. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Look at Franco. If, If Franco hadn't won Super Bowls, He'd just be the guy who ran out of bounds so he didn't get hit. That winning puts a whole new coat of paint on people. And don't get me wrong, Franco, I don't like him, but he's one of the you know, premier running backs, certainly of his era. But, you know, those Super Bowls, man, they shine you up real good, don't they? They really, really do. I can't say that one Steeler in the 70s had a reputation as a bad teammate because nobody said that because they won so friggin' much. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We're going to talk to Bob McLaughlin just around the corner. Dejan joins me uh, in the 5 o'clock hour. You know, it's funny. I, I hate to keep bringing up the, uh, the national anthem with the NFL, but it's back in the news again with the Grievance filed by the NFL Players Association, and I just think it needs to go away. And, and I'm, you see, I'm for the protest. You know what else I'm for? I'm for what's best for business. And these protests aren't what's best for business. And you know, when the revenue goes down, the salary cap goes down, the owners always find a way to pass on losses to the employees, to pass on dollars squandered to the employees. And that'll happen with this too. I mean, Kaepernick, his protests, I'm for him. I get it. I'm for his cause. Is injustice against minorities in America cleared up? No, and it's not going to be. That's just how America is, and it sucks. But don't foul your nest. Protect your business. It's not calling Kaepernick's business anymore. And now in the long run, him having not solved anything, that's to his detriment. You know, again, I'm all for these protests. I wouldn't have done it, and I wouldn't hire those who protest because I am a best-for-business guy. I'm an old man. That's how old men are. Old men have lost their idealism long ago. But uh, you have to figure out if the if the juice is worth the squeeze or even if you're going to get the juice at all. I don't know, for Kaepernick, was the juice worth the squeeze? What did he solve? And he lost his career. I think he did the right thing, but, uh, boy, sometimes you're only as right as the good it does. And in particular, as right as the good it does for you. I'm going to talk to Bob McLaughlin up next. Tomorrow, an exciting day at my house. I'm having the carpets cleaned. I hate to deal with that minutiae at, uh, at, at the house. I, I hate that. I hate to deal with the carpets getting clean. I have an electrician because I have a broken light. That's on Friday. 
uh, I had a bunch of shelves put up that I have to rearrange all this clutter in my garage and basement. I hate real life. I really, really do. You know what else, too? Here's something maybe somebody could help me with. Or if not, I don't care. I, I, I bought my house in 2000, so I've lived there 18 years. And almost every piece of furniture I have is the same. I changed the couch and the easy chair. I still have the same appliance as the girl who owned the house before me left. i got to replace all of those. We're working on that here at work. The washer, the dryer, the refrigerator. i got to get rid of those. I have a small dining room set. You know, a, a table and four chairs. That is in my kitchen. Because I don't have a dining room here. I just have a kitchen. And it's exactly the right size. When I go to Levin, I love Levin. I go there. I can't find anything that's like this. Like, because all I find is stuff that's too big or too small. This was just right. The chairs are just worn out from, you know, use. Because that, that's my work area, the dining room. I have an office, but I work in the in the kitchen. So I just hate the minutia, though. I got to take a call from this guy, Eddie in Homestead. Eddie, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, you're... Uh putting up Terrell Owens is the greatest receiver ever. Right. And do you remember all them drop passes in San Francisco? No, I don't. Do you remember those overwhelming numbers he put up, which are better than anybody else's? Overwhelming numbers. Not just pretty good, not just right there with everybody, overwhelming numbers. What are you saying, best all time? Yes. I, I can't agree with you there. So If he were a white guy or a more manageable black guy, I guarantee you'd agree with me. Thank you for the call. Not that Jerry Rice was step and fetch it. He most decidedly was not. But Terrell Owens, his rep, and, you know, his, some of the histrionics he pulled. And there is a prejudice against the eccentric black athlete. That's I can't put any plainer than that. And he was all of that, an eccentric black athlete. The, the white guy who's eccentric, he's just colorful. The black guy who's eccentric, he's a bad teammate. Those are not my words. Those are the thoughts of a lot of you. Bob McLaughlin next, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. All hill thin, all hill Mark Madden. I think that says a lot about my integrity. I love it. I think it's great. Ach, fung, baby. The X at 105.9. Right here is why Clint Hurdle needs to be fired. Early in the show, I talked about how Austin Meadows has been on the bench for five out of six days. And today, Meadows didn't start, and nor did Corey Dickerson. So it was Polanco, Marte, and Jordan Luplau, who got called up from AAA. Hurdle said Luplau started instead of Meadows to get him involved. The reports of the way he's swinging against lefties, Luplau has been engaged, blah, blah, blah. The minute he said to get him involved, you know what I thought of? He's coaching Little League. He wants everyone to play. Hurdle used to have that big, fat face contorted in rage and passion. Now he's just an old guy managing the Little League team. He gots to go. He won't. He signed through 2021. They're not going to pay him to not manage, but to get him involved, F that. Joined up by Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought you by 84 Lumber. Oh, excuse me. A little heartburn there. Bob, I put up a bunch of polls on the uh, on my Twitter today. Let's uh, and, and people out there, you can vote at Mark Madden X. I want to get your votes here. First off, if Le'Veon Bell would take sixty million, 
over five years. That's $12 million a year. And let's say $24 million of that, two years would be guaranteed. Should the Steelers give it to him? I would do it. You would? Yeah, I like that guy's argument in the 3 o'clock hour. Um, it's not guaranteed. You get two years out of him. You're not that much over what you're going to have to pay him anywhere, anyway this year with the 14.5 for the, the um, franchise tag. So from a business sense, it sounds fine, but we can look at all of that and end it with he would never agree to it. 12 mil, he would never get it. He should. He should, absolutely. He should have agreed, like his mom said, he should have agreed to the last one they put on the table. Well, I I don't think he's going to have a good year this year. You watch. I think having skipped two training camps, I think that lack of focus, I think all that pot in the studio with Wiz, I think that's all going to catch up with them. Don't forget, Bob, and nobody wants to look at this because they just want to look at the raw numbers. His per catch was rotten last year. His per carry was rotten last year. I, I shouldn't say rotten, mediocre, and I don't think that's going to get better this year. You know what? I would agree with you. I think that he will have uh, much the same year this year, maybe a little bit better uh, than he did last year because, boy, he was so – he got off to such a slow start last year. Um, you know, you know, I, I might give him that deal – just because you're only risking nine million more, whatever it is, uh, a t- you know, atop what you pay him this year to franchise him, and it would let you extend the drama a little bit, you know, extend the decision making more accurately. But but then again, when would he sign it? I mean, I'm all for getting him to camp as soon as possible. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if he gets to camp earlier, then maybe you you know you take your um, thoughts on what he's going to do this year. You tick them up a little bit. Um, you know, because he'll be prepared, he'll be in shape, he'll be right into it, he'll be fresh. You know, with there's going to be some new game plans in there with no, no more with a different offensive coordinator. So you know, it's a tough, it's a tough question. First of all, because you've got good things on both sides. It's a tough question because it won't happen. Because it won't happen. Yeah, right? it's, uh, he wouldn't. He's I, so stuck on fourteen and a half million or higher. I mean, remember he made ramblings. You know, he he just doesn't get how insignificant the running back position is in football. He just doesn't get how easily running backs are replaced. As evidenced by Kamara, McCaffrey, uh, Hunt, the kid from Kansas City, and of course Leonard Fournette. It just he doesn't get it. Agreed. He wants to change it. He can't change it. Another football poll: If Antonio Brown never wins a Super Bowl, will he still be remembered as a true all-time Steelers great? Are you talking about in Pittsburgh or yes. outside of Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, he will outside of Pittsburgh. They're going to just look at the numbers. Exactly. In Pittsburgh, if he does not win a Super Bowl, I don't think he will because you've just have such a history of success and the rings and the trophies mean so much in this area. Outside of Pittsburgh, absolutely, cuz like you said, people will look at the numbers and they are amazing. Um, but here, boy, Super Bowls count for a whole lot. If Montreal is willing should the Penguins trade Derek Brassard for Max Pacioretty? Yes. Yes, because they've got too many centers right now. They need help on the left wing. That would help balance out. That would, you know, I like the phrase that you use a lot with other teams saying they're just collecting hockey cards. They're not assembling a team. And I'm not saying the Penguins are doing that, but in this instance where they've got so many movable parts and some holes that need to be filled, getting Max Pacioretty on the left side would go a long way towards building a winning team. Let me tell you the one argument, though. Their biggest strength is at center, right? Right. If you trade Broussard, the insurance at that position is gone. Then you're looking at, uh, Teddy Bluger. Well, you had Riley Shane at third line center last year, and you have Matt Cullen now to take fourth. So it wouldn't be such a bad, you know, move 
to it, it, you could have Matt at third. I know he's forty two now, but you could have him at third. You know, what, he's got. What, a, what if what if a, one of the top two centers gets hurt for a month, and Matt Cullen turns out to play like he's forty two years old? Then you make another deal. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would consider Prasad for Pacioretty. I don't think it's an easy move to make. And I oh, no, especially not with the, the cash numbers. I and mean, if I'm Montreal, I wouldn't want to do it either. Well, I don't think Mark Bergevin I, I, can make I would that. Want, I would want a pick and a prospect or one or the other. Exactly. And that's why I don't think Mark Bergevin, because he is on the hot seat up there, if he makes this deal and it ends up really helping the Penguins and not helping the Canadians at all, he's just signed his, his time out of there. He'd have to be. He'd have to put an ice pack on his tukas for the seat to merely be just hot. Right. And finally... Uh, should the Pirates' fire sale include trading Starling Marte and or Gregory Polanco? Sure. Why the hell not? You know, it, it. you haven't cared up until this point. Why should you care now? Tear it all down. Start from there. See what you can get from them. But make sure you get something that you can build around or you can start, you know, <laughs> building around. And I know. That's why it's – hey, I, I, I didn't want to laugh at the question right off the bat because I wanted the segment to be okay. But sure, why not? Well, uh, if you do it, the premise would be you're tearing it all the way down and then rebuilding. But you and I both know that they won't get proper return for those guys because they're doing it primarily just to dump salary. And Marte's an average baseball player right now. Polanco's a bust. And, and how much are you going to get for those guys? Right, and who can't find better outfielders somewhere? If somebody really needs to go get outfielders, you know, by the time the playoffs roll around or the trade deadline rolls around, they're going to find better than that out there. But uh, like I said, and just looking at that naked question, tear, include those two in that teardown? Sure. That's Bob McLaughlin. He's brought to you by 84 Lumber. In just a few moments, I'm going to tell you about baseball snobs and how much I hate them. 105.9 X.